All right, so today's Dav is Dav Kupchas, page 108. And we pick up from Tonu Rabbonon, the beginning of the third line. From Kufchas Omud Aleph, and we're going through the sugya of Mion, uh, the circumstances surrounding a Kitana's refusal of her original marriage. Now we're going to get enter a fascinating, fascinating sugya that's going to take us for a while, and that is how does she need to refuse? Does it have to be purposeful? Does it? Could it be? We hear she's unhappy. We're going to learn a, a really a, a lot about how the Rabbanon really made sure under these circumstances that you have a katana being married, that this girl is getting married actually to be protected and not to be taken advantage of. All right? So here we go. Fascinating. So you Rabbanon, the rabbis learn socially. Ezehu mion, what is considered mion? Umra, if she says, Efshi plenty bali, I don't like. Efshi, it's impossible for me to be with this guy. I don't like this guy. Or she, instead of saying, I don't like this guy, she says, I don't want the marriage that my mother and my brother uh, set up for me. Yasser al and even more than this, so all that is considered meal. Yasser al even more than that, Amr Abuda, even if she's sitting in the Amparian. Okay, what does that mean, sitting in the Amparian? This is, you know, she, we'll call it in our terms, the Kala chair. So, you know, that, that college chair that they have by the Badekin, you know, that she's sitting, sitting on her college chair. Um, and she's going from her father's house to her, to her future husband's house or her husband's house. And she says, I don't, I don't want to marry him. I don't want this. If at any time she says, I do not like him, I do not like this. That is called miyud. That's called refusal. Yes, sir, Al-Kain, even more than this. Amr Abuda, Abuda says, I feel how you are him assume based about, listen to this. Even if she has guests over in her house. And she's serving them. And while she's serving them, she says, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like my husband. Yeah. All she needs to be do is kvetching about her husband. And that's called mian. Yes, Rakhin, Even if her husband sends her to the store, he says, you know, please go to Schnucks. And pick me up a can of Coke. And she says to the she says in, in the store, she says, you know, they say, Oh, young lady, very nice. You came for a Coke. So nice to see you. Yeah, my husband sent me here. Uh, I don't like him. I, I don't like being married. She's just saying it to the cashier in the store. That's the greatest refusal. You hit us? It's incredible. Huh? It's very trouble. trouble. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> he went to the store without a shopping list and complained. All right. Or even with a shopping list. You hit us? So, so um, this is incredible. This is not much incredible. She goes to the store. It's something that's uh, it's kind of like expected, you know? And expect it, people do no, no. This is all considered mion. Mamish incredible. Two dots, end of that Gemara. Okay, then the Mishra said, you see where we're at? Yeah, if Chanina yeah. ben Antignus, Aymer, Kalti Naikas Vechudur. Chanina ben Antignus says that if, if she's of an age where she's too young to protect her stuff, her own things, she doesn't really understand what's valuable, then says Rabbi Chanina, it's not even a marriage that needs mion. It's nothing. 
Mion, a marriage can only be arranged by her mother and brother at a point where she has a certain level of maturity. And even then she could refuse it with mamish, the smallest thing it seems, right? But if she's too young to fully even grasp, it, it, you don't even need mion. It's nothing. Amr Vidu Mashmu. If Vidu says name Shwa Allah Rahim and Tignis, you should know that Allah is like Let's say you have a katan who didn't do meon and she wants to get married now. She wants to marry. Yeah, she wants to. She wants to be married. The fact that she's marrying somebody else that itself is meon on her first husband. Because otherwise, why are you uh, walking away? This I, I found this to be amazing because you know generally, generally it's not. And again, this is not generally <laughs> this is a, a unique set, but you know, so, sometimes it's hard to say no to somebody, so you just move on and hope they get the point. But it's really not fair till you actually tell them no, right? Over here, we're that's really the the mindset we're allowing for this girl. She doesn't refuse him. She doesn't say I don't like you, but she moves on in her life. And she, she goes and marries somebody else. She doesn't do anything else. Other than That's right. Marriage. That itself is the refusal of the marriage. Okay? Ibadu, that's the question, search of information. Niskadsha, let's say she did Kiddushin without Mion. Mahu, what is the halacha? Okay, because before we said, V'amda Venises. She got up and did Nisuin. What happens if she just allowed somebody else to put a ring on her finger? Okay? Is that considered a refusal? Because you didn't fully leave over here, so to speak. You know, maybe, maybe in her mind, you know, we'll say that. Toshma, come and listen. Ketana that didn't do a refusal, but she got up and accepted Kedushin. That's also considered refusal of her, hundreds, of her husband's marriage. So whether it's Kedushin or whether it's Nesuin, that itself, blibes, lives as a mean. Ibarlu, that's question, searching for information. Other question. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yudah Ben This is called me, and the question is, do the Rabbanon argue? Okay? Do they argue? Maybe they'll say that Kiddushin is not going to be enough to call me, and here's the Shiloh. Do argue. And they say that just accepting Kiddushin um, is not going to be considered me, if you could have the argument by Kedushin, is it specifically by Kedushin? Or maybe the argument by Nesuin? And if you're going to tell me that the argument by Nesuin, to say that that itself is not going to be me, and you mamish need to refuse him, you can't just go ahead and, and uh, move on with your life without refusing him, if that taka would be true, do we pass like Rabbi Yudah or not? And if you're going to tell me that we do pass like Rabbi Yudah Ben what, when do we paskin like him? Do we paskin him b'nisuin? When it comes to nisuin, that if she moves in with another husband, that's called a refusal. I have bekedushin. Or we paskin like him that even if she accepts marriage, that's called a refusal. So that's the shilas. These are all the questions searching for information. Really, one based off the other, step by step. So answer the Gemara. Toshma, come and listen. We'll try to answer it from the Brisa. Amar of you. Not a brisa, it's a statement because we're early on my rum. is like ben And what was the first question? Do the Chum argue? Well, if, if, if nobody argued, would you have to say halacha Rabbi ben Besera? No. Halacha from the fact that we use an expression that we paskin like him, it must be the Chumim argue. 
Okay, now when was this said? By Kedushan and Nesuah. Vim Tzilah, what about the other question? Tahav and Nesiba Meikara. I'm sorry. Akatmi Bailach, you can still ask a question and say, Tahav and Nesiba Meikara, that when she had a original Mion, okay, so maybe she can now move in with somebody else, even with Nesuah, I don't or maybe what, does it work even by, by Kedushin? Here's the question. Ready? Let's pause for a moment. It's very simple, but we're adding another layer. Until now, we've been understanding there's a, woman, there's a young girl who's married, and she's now accepting either Kedushin or Nesuin from another man. But go back to the, the first part of my statement that I just said. There's a young girl who's married. Married in which stage? Married in which step? That's what we're asking here. When do we say that Mion by accepting Kedushin and Nesuin is a valid man? Is that when she was only married with Kedushin? Or married with Nesuin? That's our question now. We're trying to understand her original, uh, her original marriage. So the Gemara says, Tashma, come and listen. The Kalosei the Abdon Listen to this story. Listen to this story. Incredible. The daughters-in-law, two of them, of a fellow by the name of Abdon. Okay. Now, Abdon, we actually learned about previously. Abdon was the one who got into the little, we'll call it the spat, with Rabbi Shmob, Rabbi Yaisi, when he was going too slow to his chair. He was walking in the base medrash, right? That was Abdon, okay? So Abdon, we said ultimately he was punished in the Gemari. Remember this? A few days, three days ago, four days ago. What, what did we say? How was he punished? So he lost some kids, and then two of his sons also got the, their wives did meon on them. This is the story. Listen to this story. It's incredible. So the daughters-in-law of Abdon, Amarud, Marud literally means they were myrid. They rebelled against their husbands. Shadar Rebbe, so Rebbe sent. Remember, Rebbe was the one giving the shear. He was Abdon and Rebbe Shmuel, Rebbe Yaisi's teacher. So Rebbe sent Zugei Derabanon. A pair of yeshiva guys to check out the story. Is this me on what's happening? Okay, so listen. No, he wants to get clarity. What's the status over here? So, Amri Luhu Nashi, women said to them, women said to the two daughters in law, as these people are coming close to them, Chazu Gavraichu Dikasu. Look, your husbands are coming. Now, was it really their husbands coming? No. It was two students of Rebbe. Okay. But women said, oh, by the way, your husbands are coming. Yeah, so what do they want to do? They want to go hide. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they don't want their husbands, yeah? So, Amrulay, they said to, um, they said, Lahu. they said back to Abdon's, um, they said back to the two Chachomim. I'm sorry, they said back to the two women. Neheve Gavraichu the two. Oh, our husbands are coming. Let's tell me tell you something. You can have them. You can have them. Omar Rebbe. So the students came back and told Rebbe what they heard. Yeah? So Omar Rebbe said, There's no greater refusal of a marriage than to overhear a young girl say, You can have my husband. <laughs> Keep him. All right, says the Gemara. My love to have a nesiba. 
Now we're assuming over here, what was our Shiloh? They're doing Mion from Kedushin or Nesuin? The, the assumption is they were doing it from Nesuin. And still, we, even without directly saying that we're doing Mion, it's, um, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be valid. So the Gemara says, Okay, but this is true even by the original Nesuin. So what we just wrapped up in... These uh, and these first two dots is how does mion work? What happens? The answer is, it can be anything. That young girl says to her friends, "I wish I would have been married. I don't want to go to my husband. I don't want." That's all called mion. The what the marriage is completely over. This is how concerned the Ham were for the well-being of this young child. That if you're going to actually do this mitzvah and marry this young girl, there can't even be a moment in her life where she's clutching about you to somebody. Because the moment she clutches about you to the cashier in the supermarket, we said. The husband asks his wife to go to the supermarket. And in the supermarket, the, you know, she's like, ah. you know, I wish my husband wouldn't have sent me. Meun. <laughs> and that's called the refusal of the marriage. Incredible. Okay. Period. Two dots. Two dots. Back to the Mishnah. Rebbe Eliezer Oimer. Rebbe Eliezer says v'chul. Okay. What did Rebbe Eliezer say? That a katana, whatever she does, doesn't have any impact and she's, if she's that young and it's automatically considered like you, um, what was his expression? Ella, yeah. Ain maise katana klum, ella kimafuta. Okay. He says the Maisa, an action of a katana is nothing. Rather, she's like a mefuta, a woman who is seduced. Here we go. Amr, if you don't remember, says name is Shmuel. I went over and reviewed all the tzedadim. Yeah, all the tzedadim. What's a tzad? All sides. All views. Yeah, why did chicken cross the road? Why did the brisker cross the road? To get to the other tzad. Yeah, he wants to hear the other opinion. Two tzedadim. Yeah, that's why the brisker crossed the road. Okay. So had the other tzad. So Chazanya called Tzdodei Chacham. I had to, I chazed over all the Tzdod and Chacham, but I matzosi Adam shehishem idaisa b'ketana k'rabliyazer, and I did not find anybody who was more um, determined about this this uh, uh, opinion about a ketana like Rabbiyazer. Shaaser Rabbiyazer kimetayeles imay bechatzer. Rabbiyazer says that when you have a man who marries such a young girl. And they're living together. It's as if, it's as if they're going on a intense date. But it's never called a real marriage to a katana. That's the opinion of Rebbe Leizer. It's not going to be called a katana. It's like you're going on a spazir together on a constant, uh, on a constant walk. Va'imedes bechekai. And, and uh, she stands up from his thigh, from his bosom. Vitaivelas, she goes to the mikvah, okay, meaning she could remove the impurity that comes about through his emission. And then if she's a Kayan, she could eat truma that evening. Says Rabbi Yazir, you should know. If she's a Kayanis. No, if she's a Kayanis. Since the since it's mamish like they're just uh, they're just boyfriend girlfriend, there nothing happened. There's no marriage here at all. There's no marriage. She's a katana. That's 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 how intense he views the lack of marriage 
to a katana, like it mamish doesn't start. That's Rebbe Lezer's opinion, and I've looked, I've looked at it, and Rebbe Lezer's stark with that. He ain't playing games with that. Okay. That's right, but it doesn't work for a katana, says Rebbe Lezer. He's insistent upon that. Okay, if it's a minor, it doesn't work. Call it a permitted znus, something like that. But we were so careful before to say that it don't make sense. Yeah. We don't want to turn it into that. Right. But that's obviously not Shita's Rebeliezer. And by the way, that Gemara, that opinion was Reb Aishia going in with Shita's Rebbe, whatever. Right. So this, this is Rebeliezer in the mission. The action of a katana does nothing as far as marriage is concerned. And therefore, if she finds something, usually if a wife finds something, so in order to help Sholem Bayes, it goes to the husband like anything else. It's, it's called income. But if she finds it, she can keep it. Doesn't get her her income. He has no right to nullify her vows. Does not inherit her. If she passes away, he cannot go to her funeral. The bottom line is, says she's not treated like his wife. The only way, this is wild, the only way she's called somewhat connected to the husband is that she needs a meal. What does that mean? She needs a meal. She needs a refusal. Meaning, if she doesn't do a meal, then the marriage will automatically start and she'll get a get when she's an adult. That's the only thing that's happening here. But Lamaisa, practical, the entire time that she is a katana, she is absolutely not married. And he doesn't go to her funeral. You just he doesn't go to her funeral. Why? Because they're not married. He's a guy. He's a Kohen. Usually a Kohen go to his wife's funeral. Yeah. So she's not your wife, you can't go to her funeral. Okay? But in order, what's unique is in order to break whatever there is, you need a meal. That's the only thing that's happening here. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, no. The husband does get it. Now, if he does get it, that means we're treating this like a marriage. He can inherit her. Umetamila, and go to her levai if he's a coin. Close over. The bottom line is, she's completely his wife, except you don't need to get. Ella, she yites a bimian. She doesn't need to get. She could just refuse this marriage anytime she wants. And anytime she doesn't like what's happening, walk away. I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe says, Rebbe says, I hear the opinion of Rebbe Yezer. I think it's stronger than the opinion of Rebbe Yeshua to say that it's really not a marriage. It's more, it makes more sense to me. Because Rebbe Eliezer stays straight with how he views the halachos of a minor, but Rebbe Yeshua doesn't. Rebbe Yeshua makes chilukim in the laws of a katana. He makes differentiations. And therefore, it's not, a, it's not as strong of an opinion. Now the Gemara explains my chilek. Where do you see that Rabbi Yeshua makes differentiations in how we treat a katana? So the Gemara says, Because Rabbi Yeshua says, listen, if she is the wife, she needs a get. Okay. Says the Gemara like this. According to Rabbi Yeshua, she should need a get. Well, according to Bishua, here's the problem. You're, you're treating her like a gadayla? You're treating her like a full-fledged... Not like a gadayla, I'm sorry. According to Bishua, you're treating her like a full-fledged marriage? Really? 
Where's the get? It's a full-fledged marriage, but for some reason, she walks away with a, with a meon. What? A full-fledged marriage is a full-fledged marriage. Rip your shoe, if you're sticking to your guns, you know what you should say? Yeah, you marry a katana, you need to get and meon, maybe. To say it's a full-fledged marriage, but you just don't need to get, there's no, that's not consistent. There's, there's something weak in that opinion. Says the Gemara, one second. But according to Rebbe Yezer as well, you could say there's differentiations because he lavished, he like we just read, me or not me, according to Rebbe Yezer, also there's an there's a issue. Why? Because Rebbe Yezer says you're, you're, not, you're not married at all. Well, let me ask you a question, Rebbe Yezer. If you're not married at all, you're just uh, getting together as boyfriend, girlfriend, going for a walk together and having, uh, and having uh, sexual relations. Why you need me? I thought nothing happened. That's also not consistent. So Gemara responds, Ella Bikidi Tepuk, which is a theoretical response. And the Gemara is saying that you can't say that she can walk away from the relationship without even a goodbye, so to speak. That's Rebbe Leizer's approach, and Rebbe will agree with that. Rebbe will agree. Here's the Svara. Rebbe will agree. That for Rebbe Eliezer to say it's not a marriage, but you still need a meon, actually is sensible. Because you can't expect something that is a permitted relationship, <coughs> to just end with nothing. And therefore, you need a meon. Now again, it's minimal. Remember, we learned, how did we start out today's dot? What's a meon? I don't like you. That's a meon. Or she tells somebody else, I don't like my husband. <laughs> That's a meon. But you need something. Since the Rabbanim say this is, a, this is a permitted relationship, you're going to need something to end it. And that's Rebbe Leizer. But that's not, that's not as much of a differentiation. It's not even a differentiation, really. It doesn't come near to the problem that we have with Rebbe Shua's opinion. Period. End of that Gemara. Heiliga stuff. Incredible stuff. Okay. Then we said in the Mishnah, Rebbe Leizer ben Yaakov Eimer. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov says, and his svara was, again, if you want to look back on the bottom of Kuf Zion on the base, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov was the last line of the Mishnah. He said, Kol ikva ish, any time that the husband is the one causing the ikuv. Um, and what's the best way to translate ikuv? Uh, he's withholding the, any, you know, he's, he's withholding the, the um, ability to move on. Yeah. Um, if all she needs is how is he withholding? Huh? How can he be withholding if all she needs to do is make with me? How is he withholding? What do you mean? You said that he, the husband has the opportunity, apparently the power, yeah. to withhold her moving on. No, no, so over here we're talking about, yeah, like, who's it Tolayon? Who's it hanging on that this is, um, who, uh, let me Let's call Ikov standing in the way. Who's standing in the way? Who's causing the problems here of it being a, um, uh, of marriage, a marriage? Who's standing in the way of it being? She? Okay, she's a minor. She's a minor. She's a katana. Well, the book is saying, or she is me. Okay, a- but why? But why isn't she staying with him? If the reason why she's not staying with him is because of him, then she's considered married to him. If it's not considered because of him, she's not going to be considered married to him. All right, that's, that was the statement of Rebbe Lezer. The Gemara's are not going to explain how these words, uh, how these words pan out. Let's wait for the Gemara. Let's wait for the Gemara. The Gemara's going to explain, I think, uh, once we read through this, we'll get clarity. 
Hechidami. What is the case? What's considered a case where he's standing in the way and what's a case where she's standing in the way? We said if he's standing in the way, it's a marriage. If she's standing in the way, it's not a marriage. Okay. Okay. Let's say, let's say she... Tavuli um, Nase. Doesn't, doesn't make a difference who's starting this. Basically, we have an arranged shidduch. All right? There's a desire to get married. Va'amra. And she says, Machmas plaini bali. You know, I can't get married because of my husband. Zuhi akava shihimaneish. This is a, something that's standing in the way, which is, uh, there's a man standing in the way. Since she couldn't marry somebody else because... She's previously married to him. Okay? She's pretty, sorry, she's been married to somebody else. This other guy. So, um, is she refusing her original marriage? No, she's not refusing her original marriage. And therefore, she's still married to him. Somebody walks over to a girl who's married, a katana, and says, marry me. And she says, I can't. I'm already married to a husband. So she's still married to her first husband. Okay. But if she says, you know, I can't marry you because I'm married to a bum. That's considered something standing in the way that's not because of him. That's her. And therefore, that's called a mian. That's called mian. I can't marry you because I'm married to a bum. Okay, well, guess what? She's now refused her marriage and now she's capable of marrying somebody else. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let's say the husband gives a katana, a get, that is something getting in the way from the man, who also and he's also to marry her relatives. And she cannot marry into kahuna. This is incredible. Mamish incredible. You hear what happens? Here's what happens. He's, how's a minor's marriage supposed to end? Mion, refusal. You know what he, the husband does instead? He hands her a get. He hands her a get. Well, you know what happens when he hands her a get? If she would have refused, what happens? Retroactively, they were never married. And therefore, could he go marry her sister? Yeah, because he was never married to her in the first place. It's not considered marrying your, your wife's sister. But let's say he hands her a get. Now, all of a sudden, he's forbidden to her sister. He's forbidden to her sister, and she's forbidden to his relatives, and she's possible for marrying a kayin, because she's considered, uh, you know, kind of a divorcee. Miyana bai, but let's say that's from him. If he caused the divorce, so that's on him. But let's say Miyana bai, let's say she's the one who took action here. And she says, I'm out of the marriage. He's not saying I'm out of the marriage and handing her a get. She says I'm out of the marriage. So then what happens? Zui Yaakov it's not coming from him. He's permitted to her. She's permitted to, his, to her relatives. He's permitted to her relatives. And, and she's not possible because it was me and it wasn't a get. She's not considered a divorcee. Says the Gemara. But later on, as we're about to see, the next mission, the mission says, if she does me and on a man, he can marry her relatives, she can marry his relatives, she's not possible from Kahuna, but if he gives her again, who also the Gravis have you, Zubik Raiva, Bosmanakuna? So ask the Gemara, you hear this? The Gemara is asking a basic question. I don't know halacha, 
But if we have an explicit Mishnah telling me this halacha, that if it's coming from him, then it's a get. Then they're forbidden to each other. And if it's coming from her, it's a mion. It's a refusal. They're not forbidden to each other. That's the next part of the Mishnah. Well, let me ask you a question. You just told me this is the statement of Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov at the end of the Mishnah on Kuvzayin Amabez, 107b. We're trying to explain to Lezer ben Yaakov by saying these words, this is what he meant, but the very next Mishnah, or we'll call it the continuation of the Mishnah, tells me the very same thing. The whole thing seems to be redundant. So if you keep learning this, we went to the redundant school of redundancy. Answers the Gemara, you're right. Kind of. Pirushi Gamafarish. You know what happened? There's really no break. Rabbi Lozben Yaakov said this statement. And the next Mishnah, his words really are cryptic, which is why we have this whole Gemara trying to understand it. So Rabbi Yaakov says, And then the Mishnah says, Oh, by the way, next Mishnah, let's keep reading. She refused her husband. He could still marry her relatives because they were never married. She can marry his relatives because she was never his wife. He was never her husband. And she's not because she's not a divorcee. There's no problem over here. She's not a divorcee. She never received a get. But if he gives his 10-year-old wife a get, who was she now becomes forbidden to his relatives. He's forbidden to her relatives. What happens if he gives her a get? Ready for this? He gives his 10, 11-year-old wife a get. And then he marries her again. He regrets it. So here we go. Me and a boy, on the second marriage, she refuses. She does me and. And she goes off with somebody else. Marries somebody else. She said she only has one me Huh? Yesterday you told us she only has one. She never used a me she, she, she never used a me She... He, he, he divorced her with a get. She didn't use up her Mion card yet. Okay. And then he remarries her. So now she pulls out her Mion card. Okay. And she marries somebody else. And she's widowed or divorced. She's permitted to go back to her first husband. You hear this? Usually a man is not allowed to be Machzir Grushasai. Over here, he's not being Machzir Grushasai. He's not taking back a woman that he divorced and then married somebody else and is coming back to him because you know what happened? He divorced her. True. Okay. But then he, remar- then he married her and then she did a mion. So the fact, the, the mion, and then she married somebody else. So somehow, some way, as the Gemara is going to explain, this is going to make it that if he takes her back, it's not considered the prohibition of Machsir Grushasi. You understand? It's a major, major Kiddush. Okay. You know why it's a Kiddush? Because as we're going to see, you have to, the way you have to explain this is that her, even, even though it's like the second time that he put a ring on her finger, the second Mian kind of like gets rid of everything. Gets rid of everything. You said the second Mian gets rid the, of the, the Mian on the second marriage gets rid of everything that happened previously. Okay. Mian Aboy Bechzer. Let's say she did Mian. And then he takes her back. Fine. Does she have another Mion card? Steve, no, right? So he divorces her. And she marries somebody else. So they had Mion, 
And then a get, and then she marries a guy, and then he dies. So her second husband from her third marriage, we'll call it. Kind of, except me and Abru. Okay? So, Nosan Lagev Venises Lacher, Venisamlin is Garsha. And then from this second husband on her third marriage, he dies, or they get divorced. Asura Lachzer Lai, then she cannot go back to her first husband. You know why? Because how did things ultimately end with husband number one? Through a get. And the halacha is, if you divorce your wife and she marries somebody else, it's forbidden to be machzir grushasa. Top of Amad Beis, zehaklal, this is the rule. Get achar mion asura lachzerle. If first there's mion and then a get, she's not allowed to go back to her husband. Mion achar get, but let's say first he gives her a get and then marries her again and then she does a refusal, she has a mion. Mutaras lachzerle. She is mutter to go back to him. Okay. Seifa, we'll call it, the last halacha of the Mishnah. Hamima'enes be'ish. If a woman does mion on a man, her husband, calling him an ish, maybe because he's not her husband anymore, she just refused him. V'nisseis la'acher. So she did mion. And she goes marry somebody else. And she realizes, you know, grass isn't greener on the other side. Ve Gersha, she ends up getting divorced from the second marriage. La Acher, she marries a third guy. Umiyana boy. And she does Mion to the third guy. Now how does she do this? So here's, here's what you have to say, you ready? Let's keep learning. But if you're going to say this makes any sense, what we're starting to turn the lumdis in, what we're starting to do with the lumdis is that she has one meon per husband. Okay? That's what you have to say for this statement to even start. It's not that she has one at a, one at a get out of jail free card. Right? She's got one per dude. Okay. So she does me on her first husband. And then she marries another guy and there's a get. And then she marries... Oh, she's still, she, this girl's 10 years old. She's lived the whole life already. You know, she's on her third marriage. All right? And then umi on a boy. She refuses the, the third guy. La'acher, she marries another guy. Fourth, fourth guy. Yeah? Okay. The, 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 I guess it's a tough shidduch market for the men. Yeah? So she marries him. Vigersha, and then he divorces her. So she did mion divorce, mion divorce. Laacher mion abay. Okay, back and forth. This is the pattern. Mion divorce, mion divorce. Fine. Say Klau says the mission. Here's the rule. Kol beget Any man who she ended up ending the relationship with a get, he ain't going back then. The mion mutaris And if she walked away with mion then you are permitted to go back. Okay. Incredible Mishnah. So much to go through and to understand. Let's get into this. Says the Gemara. Alma, you see from our Mishnah, Asi Mion Umevatal Get. Mion can come and be Mevatal, nullify a Get. Why? So this is going back on the Resha, on the beginning of the Mishnah. The beginning of the Mishnah said, if let's say the husband first gives her a get and then he remarries her and then what happened? Mion. 
Okay. After the Mion, she moves on to husband number two on her third marriage. Okay. Yeah, good. Number three. And then she gets divorced or widowed. What did we say the Allah of the Mishnah is? She's allowed to go back to husband number one. She's allowed to go back to husband number one. That's what we said. Because she ultimately ended with him through a meal, through a refusal. She can go back to him. The Gemara is making a point. One second. Herzachayim, listen closely. Usually if you give your wife a get and she marries somebody else, there ain't no going back. Over here, what happened? He gave his wife a get, remarried her. There was a meal now. And then she marries somebody else and she gets divorced. She could go back to husband number one, even though in their first marriage there was a get. Says the Gemara, Alma It's got to be that we hold what refusal does on the second marriage to the first husband. You following me? What refusal does to the second marriage of the first husband, get the meun, that meun, nullifies the original get, meaning there's no get at all. Otherwise, there's no way to allow her to go back to husband number one. Uh, again, is, is, is the Raisa, is Miyun Rabbinic? The, the marriage is rabbinic. The whole marriage is rabbinic. Well, if... Anytime her mother and brother marries her off, the Torah does not ordain that. Is that the proper word? Right? The Torah does not give rights to a mother and brother to marry her off. The Torah give right, gives rights to the father to marry her off. Okay? If the mother or brother marry her off, so it's automatically a rabbinic marriage. So no matter what happens, it's going to be a rabbinic marriage. I thought the mother and brother, you may want to wait and answer this later, can only marry her off once. So how can there be multiple marriages? She could do it herself. Or she can do it herself. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. But in order to say this whole mission makes sense, this is what we articulated at the beginning of the Mishnah, really. You have to say that Mion on the second marriage to Yankel. Made, makes it like there's no get there either. Otherwise, no way we're going to allow her to go back to Yankul. Says Gemara Vamina. Let me ask you a contradiction. If let's say she does mean on a man and she marries somebody else and he divorces her. Mion to guy number one and then a second guy divorces her. Okay. So she's looking for a shidduch again. So what happens? She marries another guy and then she does mean on husband number three. She refused the marriage, husband number three. And she refused him. And then she marries husband number four. And she gets a divorce. So it goes like this. And then same thing. The pattern continues. What we say in the Mishnah? If anybody who gave her a get, you can't go back. Okay? You see from here that a refusal does not go ahead and uproot a previously given get. Okay? Fine. Now, what are we all thinking here? Maybe there's a difference. Maybe there's a difference if the same husband gave her a get and then meon, as opposed to these situations where it was different husbands. So let's see how the Gemara answers this, because the Gemara is actually going to agree that this is a valid point. The Gemara is going to say this is a valid point. Omar Rebuda Marshmul. Rebuda says the name is Shmuel. Tavra, um, is it sensible, your question, 
Maybe you could say it's two different opinions in the Bryce, in the Mishnah. Amarava, Rava says, one second. Let's let's get. Says Gemara. Says Rava, what we're all thinking over here. Are we are we clear what the question is? No, but let, let me let me let's restate. I'm going to give names to make this clear. You ready? Here's names. Reuven marries Kitana. They, he gives her a get. A week later, he changes his mind. He marries her again. She refuses. Uh, he, she marries him, and then she does me him. On Ruvain. Okay. Same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Ruvain married a katana, and then gave her a get. It came from him. He decided to end the marriage. And then he changes his mind, and he remarries her. And she accepts the marriage, and then she refuses the marriage. Okay? One day she goes to the store and says, you know, I really don't like my husband. Fine, so the marriage is over. So she did, with Reuven, she has a get and a meon. Fine. She then goes and marries Shimon. She's married to Shimon. And what does she do? Shimon gives her a get. Can she go back to Reuven and marry Reuven? The Mishnah said yes. Why? Because she ended her relationship with Reuven with Amion. So she was never married to him. What's the problem? Let's articulate this. What's the problem? The potential problem for her going back to Reuven? You can't be machzir grushosei. You know that if you divorce a woman and she marries another guy, you can never take her back. If you divorce her, right? A couple's allowed to get remarried as long as she didn't marry somebody else in between. If she marries somebody else in between, she's now forbidden a million percent to ever go back to this guy. So think about it like this. Reuven gave her a get. She's his divorcee now. But then he takes her back in there's a meal. And then she marries Shimon. And she gets divorced. The mission, you're allowed to go back to Reuven. But there's a problem here. You know what the problem is? Why are you going back to Reuven? Thank you, there was a meal on him. But there's a previously given get as well. What about marriage number one to Reuven? He gave her a get. Why are we allowing him to take her back once she married Shimon? So the Gemara answered, so Gemara explained, it must be that when a girl does miyun, it nullifies any previously given divorce. Her refusal in her second relationship with Reuven created an impact to make it that there's no, it nullified the get as well. And therefore, when Reuven takes her back after Shimon divorces her, it's not like he's taking back his divorcee. Because the whole get is nullified. That's the only way to make sense of this. Incredible. This is Svara rather than the apostles? Svara, Svara, Svara. Logic. Okay. That's the Gemara's initial assumption. The Gemara says, one second. Hold on. You're going to tell me that whenever there's a meon that uproots a get that was previously given, doesn't make any sense. I'll tell you why. Because read the end of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, if Ruvain gives her a get, and then she marries Shimon, and she refuses Shimon, and then she marries Levi, and Levi gives her a get, and then she marries Yehuda, and Yehuda, and she does a refusal. She can't. She's only one. 
a different man. Maybe you got one refusal per man. All right? But be it as it may, what did we say? Anyone who gave her a get cannot take her back. Says the Gemara, one second. According to what we've been saying, the Gemara is asking a question. Why can't they take her back? I thought every time, whenever she says a meal, it uproots all previously given divorces. So let, let Shimon and Yehuda be allowed to uh, let, I'm sorry, let Reuven and Levi, who gave her a get, be allowed to take her back because she's done meal since then. That was the Gemara's question. To which Rava asks, what's your, qu-? that's what we're up to right now. Says Rava, I don't understand your question. That's not a problem. Because in our case, what we're saying is, Reuven gave a get and there was Mion. Maybe when one guy has a get and a Mion, Mion uproots the get. But when you have from different people, maybe it doesn't. That's the question. Let's read this inside. I'm a rabbi, my kosher. What are you even asking? Maybe when Reuven gives a get and then a Mion, Mion could uproot his get. But Mion de Chavrei, but just because Reuven gave a get, that means Mion on Shimon can uproot Reuven's get? Not necessarily. Okay. Says the Gemara, Umaishna Mion. Yeah. One second. Rabbi, you got such a problem by connecting one guy doing get and Mion to two guys, two, two different guys? Yeah, it should be the same thing. You know why? I did the Makaras Berimizaisov. Since she recognizes her his Ramazim. It's a remez, a hint. She understands his hints. Ukrik Tsaitsov. And his uh, the way he speaks. Ozal, um, he will go. Mishabesh and Mishabesh is to kind of uh, mix up. Huh? Mix up, mix up uh, mess with her. Yeah, but mess things around. Okay. Umaisila and tell her to and, and he's gonna tell her to come back to him. Okay? Meaning like this. Here's the problem. Here's what we're concerned about, says the Gemara. When you have a relationship with somebody and you know their ins and outs, you know their strengths in communication, you know their weaknesses in communication. That can lead actually to a problem. Because if you know how somebody is easily convinced, whether it's through a particular touch, whether it's through a particular statement, whether it's through a particular style of persuasion, there's already a little bit of an upper hand to control the outcome, to manipulate the outcome. We'll call it like that, okay? So, Mion didei nami loi levatel gita didei. I'll say it like this. If, let's say, we want to say it like this. If one guy does get, another guy does mion, it shouldn't nullify the original gitan. Why? We'll say, because listen, she already knows, you know, the original husbands. She knows their style. So, We'll say also by the Mion that she wants to say to her husband, we should say it's not going to ruin the original get. The Because once we know 
that she's comfortable with his style of communicating, he might go ahead and convince her to come back. So says the Gemara, maybe we should say that there's actually no difference between whether she, was, she had getting me on from one husband or getting me on from two different husbands. So the Gemara says, no, I don't, I don't like that logic. He says, no, you know, if, if the husband was good enough to, to convince her, so he, he, would, he, he would have convinced her not to pull off a meon in the first place. The fact that she pulled off a meon, okay, even though uh, it's slight, but the fact that he, he couldn't do that is a proof that it's not so simple to just, uh, to just win her back. Says the Gemara, rather, if we're going to ask a problem, a question, the question is going to be from the Seifa where it talks about multiple men, where... Um, one guy did Mion, one guy did Get, one guy did Mion, one guy did Get. And we're going to say it like this. Let's say she did, she did Mion first, and then they got back together. So she used up her Mion card for him. So now in order to end the marriage, what do you need to get? So Nosan lo Get, Vinicius Lachas, he gives her Get. And now she marries another guy. Vinis Armala in his Garsha. And then that third marriage to the second guy. Right? She got widowed or divorced. Then we say she's asked to go back to the husband. The only reason why she's forbidden to go back is because she was divorced or widowed. But let's say, ready for this? Let's say to the second husband, she wasn't widowed or divorced. Let's say she would have refused him. She looked at Tana. She just didn't mean. It seems to imply she'll be mutter to go back to the second husband. I'm sorry. She'll be mutter to go back to the, the first Two marriages, husband, right? The, the first husband with the first two marriages. You see from, from here that Omion from the deal, Omion of the second guy could be Mevato, the original get. Incredible. But the problem is, Rami has contradiction. Unless she me, and then she marries somebody else and gets divorced. She marries another guy, and, that, and then she does me. And then she marries another guy, she gets divorced. She marries another guy, and the pattern continues. Whoever she, whoever ended their relationship, you can't go back to. You see the meon of one guy cannot nullify his own get. I don't understand your question. What's your logic? Different, different, uh, I'm a different tanoim. Okay, that's one way to answer. Yeah, it's not a contradiction. Two opinions. Shkai. Ula Marula says, "Kigayin shashil shabegitin the mechazi kigedayla." I'll tell you what happened. The case of our Mishnah is where she's divorced three times. Says Ula, fascinating idea, and that is usually if let's say there's meon and a get and a meon and a get. Okay, so we say, listen, you know, it is what it is. There's still meon, fine. However, if she already has a pattern of she's received a get multiple times, you can't do that anymore. She already looks like a gedayla, and therefore we're not going to allow her to go back to any of her previous husbands. People are going to start thinking it could be Maxir Gushasai. At a certain point, in other words, there's a fascinating idea of Lusain. Previously, we said people know if a katana gets married. Let me tell you something. 
Once she's on marriage number five, people are like, we're not interested. You're just doing your thing. And if we start allowing her to go back to her husbands, people can actually think that, you know, this girl's already been through five marriages. I mean... (laughs) You think she's ready to deal or something? We start allowing the husbands to take her back. People are going to think Maxir grew Shasai is mutter, and therefore it's like a, it's like another gzera says Ula. It's like another decree. We, we're, we're not going to allow it be just because it just doesn't make sense to allow it. It's going to lead to too much confusion. There's there's been too much action taking place in this girl's life. Mantana, who who uh, who would be the uh, the Tana Amr Vidu Marav. My dechsev was shot in the pasuk which says, "Mimenu bekasev shasisu shasinu miyamenu fra in in our in um no mayim water meimenu our water bekasev for money shasinu we drink atzenu I'm sorry atzenu our wood." Bimachir for sale, Yavayu, it comes. What in the world is this Pasuk and Echa talking about? Says the Gemara, Harish Yatsamirishain beget. If you have a Katana who left the first husband with a get, who Mishain be me and the church me on the second husband, Maushadach, so the Vishnu, she'll have to go back to the first husband. You know what they decided to do? They hired somebody and gave him a lot of money. They gave him 400 zuz. Bishol Shebekiva Beisasurim. And it was very risky. Very, very risky job. They snuck him into Rabbi Akiva to get a psak. They wanted Allah. Rabbi Akiva was already in prison. So they had to sneak this guy in. He's at risk of his life. Vyasar. Rabbi Akiva said, you're not allowed to go back to the first husband. Yeah. So get on husband number one. Me on husband number two. She cannot go back now to husband number one. Not like our mission. That you should know. That wasn't even a question. And it seems to be because he said we disagree with them anyway. We disagree with, with uh, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi. Why? Because through Mion, what happens? You completely uproot a marriage and it allows her to marry any of his relatives. It allows him to marry any of her relatives now. Because it uproots a marriage. You see, Mion allows Isser Kares. It's usually a Kares transgression to marry your mother-in-law. Right? Over here, you're going to be allowed to marry her. Through Mion. What about the transgression of taking back your divorcee? That's a, that's a, it's forbidden. It's not kares. Guy takes back his divorcee who married another woman. It's a love. So, le'iser love, like Koshkin, how much more so is it going to be allowed? I know it's going to be allowed. You certainly take back a girl, a young, a young woman who had Mia. Biram kach shalu, and the truth is, this was the Shaila. You got the question wrong, and he's not saying that they were actually wrong in their psaac. He's saying you got, a, you, you got wrong what the question to Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yudha was. But this was the question. Let's say this, uh, this young woman was the wife of his uncle. Okay? So you have a, you have a 
young girl who's married to an uncle. Somebody, some guy's mother's brother, a maternal uncle. She's now a Shniel Arayas to him. Okay. And then his half brother married her because there was no problem with that. Because remember, this guy was only the uncle from the mother's side. So his half brother from his father's side married her. They weren't related at all. And then he died. All right. And now she's still a katana. Double widow, katana. Mahu, what is the halacha? Shatimayin hashta. V'takrinu l'nesuin kamoi. V'tesyabim tsarasa. Incredible. Here's the shaila. Here's the shaila. You know, she's falling to this guy in Yibam with another woman. Now she's forbidden to him. She's forbidden to him. Because she's an Arias. The question is, this is the shaila. Do we have her do Mion now, thereby uprooting the other marriages? And if she does Mion, uprooting other marriages, so she was never married, now there's only one woman who's falling to him in Yibam, and she's not an Arias, and therefore the mitzvah of Yibam could be performed. That was the shaila. And she's now in a state of Yibam, can she do Mion? So now, says the Gemara, Do we allow Mion after death, when there's a specific reason for a mitzvah? In order to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam, should we tell her to do Yibam? Yeah. Should we tell her to do Mion? Thank you. So here's the story. They hired two guys, two men, for 400 zoos, which is like two years' salary. Okay? And and this is the shayla, the center of Bekiva, they're spending money on mitzvahs. They want to know, we'll do a mitzvah. They don't just say, oh, you know, we don't know, let's just do chalitza just in case. They want to know, what's Tyre and Klau Yisrael? What's the psak? We invest in Tyre. What's the psak? The Osar. Rabbi Akiva said, no yibum. You cannot do meun to cause this to happen, no meun. As Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra ben Etzivim, and they also have Yerim Becerra ben Etzivim, what do you say as well? The Osar. He said, nothing doing. If Rav agrees, she's allowed to marry the brother of this guy who is usher to her. Okay, why? Usually you're not allowed to marry a, a, a grusha of somebody. But over here, or a chalutza, right? Over here, since there's like an extra step away from it, so we're going to allow her to marry the brother. It's only about her husband that we're, you know, we're, uh, we're concerned that there's already this previously uh, existing understanding in their relationship. Um, you know, and, and trying to convince her to do miyun and, uh, and, and come back to him. But to his brother, there's no such uh, concern. So why did he have to teach us this halacha? What's the chiddush? Ma'utim aligs are high, atu high. No, maybe taka the brother is going to act on behalf of his brother. Kamash malon. Derby lets us know we're not concerned about that. We're not concerned that one brother is going to. Vikadamri amr v'yisak barashi and amarav kashem shasura loy kachasura leachim. Yeah, the same way she ushered him. She is ushered to the boss. Not permitted usher. I have a inamakaris because we're room same. I why should she be ushered to the brothers? We're looking at the other way. Maybe you know she doesn't. She's not familiar with their uh, communication styles. Says Gemara, you're right. Very nice. He's not comfortable with their communication styles, but their brother might hire them to set this up to make me and so he can get her back. So, make a decree on the brother because of him. People are going to say, oh, the brother can marry her. So then, uh, 
you know, she could even go back to the first husband. We don't want that. We don't want that uh, people to think that. Hence, the halacha is, according to the Sikadamri, she's not allowed to go back. Okay, let's just give a quick introduction. Good, a quick introduction to the next Mishnah to wrap up the daf. We're going to start the Mishnah. Hamagari Shaseisha. If let's say he first divorces his wife, the Hechzera, and then he remarries her, no problem. She didn't marry anybody in the interim. He remarries her, and then he dies. So he divorced her and died. The halacha is muteres liyavam. The she now is permitted to marry this guy's brother. Is that a chiddush? No. No. But look at the top three words of to, of tomorrow's daf. The Rebbeliezer Iser. Rebbeliezer says she is usher to marry the brother. We're going to hold it here. I want to explain. It's going to save us a little bit of time tomorrow. I want to explain what we're entertaining over here. It's fascinating. Here's the lumpus. When Yibum kicks in, it's really a shaila in how Yibum works. The, 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 up, the, the makeup of how Yibum works. Is Yibum completely dependent on the time of death? Yeah. Well, he died childless. They were married. There should be Yibam. That's the Tanakam. That's the first opinion. He divorced her, remarried, died, no children, Yibam. Why not? Says Rebeliezer, no. Rebeliezer is not going to be Yibam. Because Rebeliezer, okay, and let's just give a little bit of a, a taste of what we're going to get into because it's Mamash Kishmak. Rebeliezer says it is not completely dependent strictly on the time of death. Rather, it's dependent, excuse me, rather, it's dependent, I think I'm doing chalitza here, it's dependent on the entirety of the marriage. Throughout the marriage, was there ever a moment when she, rem- she was removed from the possibility of Yibam? Because if at any time during their, this marriage there was a possibility of being removed from Yibum, get ready for this, the prohibition of you being brother-in-law and sister-in-law are, are in existence already. And therefore, as soon as, he got the, as soon as they got divorced originally, she was already forbidden to brother number two, who's now possibly the other. She, because you, you got divorced. So now you're forbidden to your brother-in-law. Now you're remarried and the opportunity for Yibum restarted. That's not good enough. You need that throughout, throughout, from the moment she started her marriage, her first marriage, until the time of death, says Rebbe Liezer, there had to be Yibum opportunity. And if there's ever a break in the Yibum opportunity, the Yibum opportunity flies away. It's gone. And we'll get into this. It's a fascinating sugya. Mamash, geshmak alumnus. We'll hold it here. Bezim, we'll pick up, restart the mission tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.